You're listening to Brigade Radio 1. Welcome to the Antisocial Show. Okay, enough of that. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Anti-Social Show, the only show that believes that you need a little ASMR in your life. I'm Hunter Block, and he's... Tyson Saner. Hello, Tyson. Hello, Hunter. So, I was watching you, and I, I see that you uh, uh, kind of enjoyed that a little bit. What do you think? Sure, yeah, I think it's funny. I, I, I think it's funny. I'm not a big reactor, depending on what it is. Like, uh, like something... Uh, I don't know. Something has to catch me by surprise sometimes in a specific way, and it's really hard to well to quantify that um, <laughs> to make me like laugh out loud, um, or you know, I, I work I'll work up to laughing like it's kind of a chuckle kind of thing, you know, kind of will build on something if like there's like a you know if you if you'd done that for like 15 minutes at some point you would have definitely got a chuckle out of me, which is a different kind of laugh, you know. That's like it's so yeah yeah it was it's it was it was amusing. <laughs> it is true i've been watching uh asmr videos on youtube and you know you cannot believe like the lengths that these people go through um you know they have like the the proper equipment like the microphones the, the high-end mics and mm-hmm. you know sound boards and and mixers and you know obviously they're doing it on a computer and they're video recording themselves doing this and mm-hmm. what i meant by role playing is that you'll see some you'll see somebody doing like a like pretending to be a doctor or, you know, a, a, a hairstylist or, you know, uh, doing your makeup and stuff like that. So it's, it's become like this big trend. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, so much that, um, uh, former guest of the show, uh, Cassandra Cardenas, uh, as her character, Diane Potts did a, a, f- a funny ASMR video on her, uh, I think she did it on her YouTube channel or it was, I don't know if it ended up on her web her website uh, that she collaborates with the ladies lunch productions or not. But, but yeah, if you get a chance, you should check that out. It's, um, it's them pretending to do ASMR and it's, 
It's an interesting thing. I don't know that I've ever really listened to a an actual ASMR video, and um, I feel like I should. You definitely should. It's interesting. It seems like, you know, because if it's, I understand that if it's done just right, it's like you get kind of like electric kind of signals dancing in your head and brain and whatnot. And I like the sound it of that. Is. Yeah, I mean, if it's done right, it's actually pretty cool. Now, um... I don't even know if that's what's supposed to happen, by the way. What I described is like I, nobody, you know. A euphoria. Um, euphoria. Supposed, yeah, it's yeah. supposed to relax you. Uh, of course, hmm. I still, I, I got to thinking about this. Darth Vader actually could be uh, considered like ASMR back in the day unintentionally because he sounds like, you know. I am your father. That's, um, that's very true. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, does he deserve credit for this? Of course, <laughs> I, I'd say it's possible. Sure, I, I like. Also, he is a sort of. Uh, I don't know if he has vocal fry or not. Um, have you, you? Do you know what vocal fry is? I do not. It's something, it's when people talk and then they kind of go down at the end of their voice. And then they up here and then they go down. And they sort of drops off. Or like when somebody's like, uh, like, you know, like, like Paris Hilton, she'll do that. She'll be like, you know, the, like a cop says, is that cocaine in that bag? Um, I think it's gum. <laughs> yes. Like this white powder is gum. Uh, allegedly. 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 Um, but, uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> But that's it's it's that's what it is. It's 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 a thing that people do, and it's um I you know it's fine. It's just it it kind of had its period of like people pointing it out, and then there was like I think vocal fry shaming happening at some point, and then it's like then some other actually important stuff came up, and people like decided to pay attention to that for a while and forgot about you know. So the, the start of the fry. Make, so the start of making fun of vocal fry was because of Paris Hilton. No, no, it's just the sound. It's just it's just a description of that particular that tip that particular uh it, I don't know if it's an affectation. I mean, some people it is, meaning like they do it on purpose to like make other people notice it. You know, like an interesting pair of glasses or something. But um, yes, this, there was no yeah, I said yes, officer. There was no C word back there in my back seat. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, but it's like um, you're you're so smart. No, that's not that's not how it goes. You have to like uh, I don't know if there's like vocal fry examples on a YouTube video, but it's you know, and it's it's fine. It's like it's not a. Some people really like to dig into people who do it because it's uh, I don't know. It's like anything else. It's like if you listen to people talking, I guess if that's a thing you do. For example, if you listen to podcasts and whatnot, then I guess you get kind of. Or if speech is your uh, main breadwinner, like, you know, if you're a comedian. And, all, and by the way, com so you combine the powers of observation, the, the art of speech, and also having to, like, uh, talk about things you observe. Uh, then, yeah, when you hear peculiarities of speech, I suppose it's going to stand out. And then you'll have a good laugh, and then it'll make the rounds of comedians, and then vocal fry will be funny for, you know. It would be. But now, see if you're making uh, if you're making observations um, with the sole purpose of because you're a stand-up comedian, so you want to turn something you know into a funny situation. If one were, if one were right, which we discussed, as I'm not a comedian, but nope, if am I. I would take life happenings and I would, yeah, 
um, I would make, you know, turn it into a joke. Right, case in point, I was on the phone with the wife uh, a few days ago, and I was talking about doing this, and I said, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a joke. So let me, let me tell you the joke, and if you find it funny, you either laugh, or if it's not funny, you know, you don't, right? Sure. Okay. Now, now, dear listener, you have to understand that my wife's a big fan of me. Maybe not, maybe not the the, the podcast version of me. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily because I suck, but because this is what listens to on a daily basis. So if you listen to this on a daily basis, um, naturally, you know you're not going to find it as funny as if you know you didn't hear me on a daily basis. So here's the start of the joke. So so the wife and I are house shopping and. We came across this really nice house uh, uh, at the end of a dead end street, and you know it's not it's not big, it's not small, it's kind of like in the medium, and it's the second owner. So now, according to the realtor's paperwork, the owner was going to be there while we were looking in this house, and I'm and I'm like thinking, okay, that's not a little weird, but okay, whatever. Um, it's good having the person there because they can tell you things about the house, um, and they certainly you look around the different rooms and whatnot because you got the realtor with you. Sure. So we, we knocked on the door and this little old lady uh, answered the door and she had seven cats. Hmm. Now the house wasn't tore up or nothing like that, but there's this little old lady had seven cats. <clears throat> so the joke I was going to open up was, you know, last Sunday I went to grandma's house and that that's the joke the wife didn't find funny. <laughs> I see. So now, I was going to tell my audience that we went to the grandma's house. Of right, right, right. So whose grandma was it in this case? Um, well, in this case, it wasn't my grandmother. I don't know whose grandmother it was, but I'm just saying because she's a little old lady, I just decided to call her grandma because that's usually what we call older people. We sure. say, you know, driving on the road, hey, grandma, find your gas. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. or, yeah, can you move a little faster, grandpa? So, um, oh, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. In uh, in uh, films in uh, in India, it's, they say baba. Right, which is like it's kind of like uncle, I think. I mean, I've seen it translated as uncle. I think it's just it's like an older person. It's like saying, "Hey, granddad" or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, "Hey, pardon me, Baba," but they say excuse, whatever it is in in English or Hindi. But the wife did not find this funny. Didn't didn't like the house of of seven. Sorry, the grandma's house. Of <laughs> the uh, house of seven. Keys. It's like the seven the seven keys to bald pate. Well, it's, by it's, Earl it's, de Biggers. Sorry. <laughs> Well, what I find funny, the wife isn't going to necessarily find funny per se anyway. No, like no. For, no, I'm familiar with this concept, believe me. Right. I am also so, married. If, if, if I told the story before, uh, I have to retell it because um, it's, relevant, it's relevant to the story. Um, so, we have an Apple device as Tyson's biting his shirt. Uh-huh. I'm advice that a camera can see. It says anti-social sounds. Keep it in the line there. I suppose it would be easier if I just tilted the camera down a little bit. <coughs> Sorry. It's a visual for you. People who will see this in two years. No, uh, it's uh, whatever it's going to be. 24. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so... Stop me if I told this story. Before. We have two. Um, we have two Apple devices. Hey, that worked. Bang, like gangbusters. I just tilted the camera <laughs> down. Exactly. My, my, okay. Yeah. So you have how many Apple devices? Two. two. So we have we have one in the living room and we have one in the in the in the bedroom. So I have to tell one story to get to the other story. So the wife 
decided to buy me the Apple device um, for uh, Valentine's Day. Okay, I liked it, whatever. She liked it, mm-hmm. and she mentioned she wanted one, so I got her one for Christmas. So that that one's in the bedroom. So the wife downloaded the Disney Plus app. Which is great because it has all the, the Marvel movies, all the Star Wars movies, The Simpsons, and of course it has uh, nostalgia TV from the 90s. And one of the shows I used to like to watch was Gargoyles. Oh, yeah, it does have – it has some of that. Uh, yeah, I also have the Disney Plus app, so I know of what you speak. I have not seen Gargoyles yet, but I think it was a show my wife liked as well. Yes. So naturally, when I'm laying in bed watching TV, I always have the remote control so that – I don't, in case it gets loud, I just turn it down so I don't wake my wife up, right? Mm-hmm. So somehow I changed the audio without realizing it to Spanish. Oh. Okay. And it took a full minute for my brain to process that what I was listening to wasn't English, it was Spanish. Now, keep in mind, it's a little funny. Um, so I said, what if I changed it over to Star Wars? <laughs> so I, I got out of the, the gargoyles, went over to, to, uh, Star Wars, New Hope, uh-huh. and I just left it in Spanish. Oh, so, now, yeah. so now C-3PO is, is talking Spanish, and okay, and I'm starting to like it's starting to build up to where I want to die. Sure. And then, and then finally Vader came on the scene. Well, I know, I know what you speak, and it's not that Spanish is funny. It's just I bet that it was like uh, it was probably a good translation, so it's like it still kind of sounded like C-3PO. It just wasn't in English. Exactly. Like, like, I don't imagine it was just like, you know, it's, you know, I don't think it sounded like me doing C-3PO's voice, you know, where I'm just talking like this and being like, you know, whatever the Spanish equivalent of is, you know, uh, uh, certainly, you know, evaporators are one of my primary blah, blah, blahs, or, you know, the language it's, I'm fluent in six million forms of communication, you know, except in Spanish. You know, I don't think it was, I don't think it was that. I imagine it was good enough that it made it really surreal. Like, it's like, like, this could have been in Spanish the entire time and I wouldn't. Like, maybe I would have learned this in Spanish. And, wait, is this movie in English? Am I crazy? What's happening? Oh, oh wait, no, it, this, it is in English. It's not the Mandela effect, is it? I'm sorry, what? Uh-huh. Invader sounded like this. Hola. Hola. Dude, when he started talking, though. I, I wish I knew enough Spanish to do Star Wars jokes or to do lines of Star Wars in Spanish, but I, I can't. I can't. I don't. Go ahead. Sorry. So when that happened, now my arm is like, my arms, my hands in a fist. I'm like throwing up in the air. Oh, it's like, I don't know if people that are watching it, so I'm throwing my fist up in the air, and I'm still trying not to laugh out loud because I'm, that's why I'm doing it, because I'm really seriously trying not to die. Okay. So... So, so the wife's sleeping on her stomach, so she slowly raises her head, looks at me, looks back at the TV, uh-huh. and she's not registering at all what's happening. She's just seeing Star Wars. And I'm over here, I'm just, I'm just holding it. And she looks at me again, she goes, it's not fucking funny. He goes back to sleep. That's, that's when I really died. She, so she she was aware that it was in Spanish. Like it's not you know, like you were wearing headphones was, or anything. She she wasn't aware that it was in Spanish. She just saw Star Wars. So it doesn't understand why you're laughing at. Were you listening to it on headphones? No, I was just listening to it. You know, oh, but when she's asleep, she's not going to hear what she's. You know, that's funny. So she didn't yeah. know what was wrong with it. So it just was like, okay, for some reason you're laughing at Star. And it was a New Hope, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You know, I'll tell you, I rewatched Rogue One recently, uh, mostly on a tablet, actually, because I have this little tablet that I've had for a couple of years now, and I put the Disney Plus app on it, and then it's like, I I really like uh, the audio experience of films, and I don't really get that very often, because it usually has to travel through the air to get to my ears, but, you know, but like with it on a tablet, you can, you know, Bluetooth it and then be like, or you can, you know, non-Bluetooth... Uh, I don't know what that's called. Analog? I don't know. Um, it's corded. Uh, <laughs> uh, you could do it that way. But anyway, um, and, you know, get the pure. Anyway, it's a, you know, that was a, it's a really good movie. It's very different for a Star Wars movie. I enjoyed it more the second time. And I did not, I did not enjoy it the first time. It's just, uh, you know, it's such a different vibe. And then, you know, have you seen Rogue One? Yes, I have. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I finished it on the new TV. So that was fun. Uh, nice. new, new ish TV. Uh, so I, I got to watch like the end battles and stuff on the, on the big screen, but, uh, everything else was like, you know, like I didn't really, didn't really need to. Yeah. Speaking of movies, Jay and Silent Bob reboot is on Amazon prime. Oh yeah. I heard that. Uh, yes, I heard that cause I was listening to, I was catching up with the strange times a bit. Uh, so I actually heard you mentioned a couple times on there. Nice. It's pretty, nice. pretty funny. <laughs> it always is. It's hysterical. I like how um, they explain your, your behavior. I'm using finger quotes as, uh, well, he's American. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because they ask these questions and then I'll, I'll, I'll basically ask the most, you know, random question that I can possibly ask and maybe right. if I can. So well, you actually you, have, you create a whole scenario in your questions, though. I just want to be clear about that. I can't like uh, yeah. I don't want to do it here, but folks, if you get a chance, listen to like um, Strange Times. I think it's episode Milk, uh, and then like mm, it's one of the ones after that because you come up either a couple in a row or you know, mm. or or anyway, but anyway. So yes, you were saying I was trying to find... Oh, Jane Slant Bob, yes. They mentioned it on Strange Times. That's why I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was trying to find uh, one of those questions. Oh, I actually, I did, I actually did find it. But but if you think they should listen to it rather than me reading it, then that's that, you know. Uh, yeah, I think they should listen to it rather because it's... Uh, it, I mean, this is the thing is if they have listened to this and then they listen to that, they'll under, I think the context will be clearer and it might be funnier if they just, you know, True. imagine, um, imagine, uh, you doing, you doing the question. Cause I, <clears throat> yes, all my questions tend to, uh, come up with little scenarios. At least the ones that I heard recently. Yeah. They're pretty funny. Well, yeah. They're, they're all, they're all geared towards yeah. uh, questions. One of them actually specifically reminded me kind of of the uh, the Tom Schiller uh, little Solar Vision short film of the uh, the Folgers commercial. Well, I don't know if it was a Folgers, but it was a, the Hidden Camera Coffee commercial they did on Saturday Night Live with Chris Farley, where it's yes. like he gives the one you know it's like sometimes the reaction isn't you know isn't pleasant surprise. Sometimes it's like you know, and then it goes to Chris Farley who has the worst reaction possible to being told that the coffee he's drinking is actually whatever flavor crystals and he's you know he's like what and then he just like he, he gets angry and tears the place apart and we have to like you know come in and hit him over the head a few times with and stuff and like everybody like grabs onto him and it's 
just you know it was pretty funny it's like it becomes a horror movie suddenly and that's <laughs> and that's kind of what i imagine with the guy that you uh, uh, the one thing dom so anyway so like i like i told dear listener i, I told dom that he should uh dress like uh mc hammer and do the moonwalk uh while requesting a sexual favor from his neighbor uh so that's before this this latest episode so you'll have to listen to that as well because yeah, it, yeah. It, i haven't heard that one or, or their accents could have been so thick or they might not have read that part but it's like because it was like wait that's very specific scenarios as well it's like mc hammer pants doing the moonwalk yes oh i know what it was so i told um to go to his next door neighbor dress uh, like mc hammer uh, to request uh lube of some kind ooh. because Ken bus stop wanted it in the rears and if they look at him like he was an oddball and give him like that disgusted look, that's when he just like moonwalks away. That's pretty funny. Uh, I mean, yeah. just a, it's a it's a weird like it's absurd and that makes it funny to me. Uh, and also, I'm trying to imagine so MC Hammer pants. I imagine the big balloony pants is one of the parts that makes an MC Hammer. Yeah, so it's kind of like MC Hammer and Michael Jackson. Then like a blazer, like a, a blazer, but that's cut for like dancing, and no shirt on underneath. And then, like, uh, sunglasses with the top squared off, I think, is what I'm... This is what I'm imagining as an MC Hammer outfit, because that's those are the things that I can remember, and I might be misremembering some of them. It's hard to say. <clears throat> hard to say. That, boy, that, that was a huge album when I was in high school. That Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him. Yes. And then, uh, like, Too Legit to Quit came, like, after that, and he was, uh, he was a guest on Saturday Night Live. He was the host and musical guest brought dancers did three musical numbers i believe he didn't last too long did he uh mc hammer yeah oh you know yeah i think he had a good run it was like man i'm gonna say five years wrong oh he had a, uh, a run of five years i'm gonna say probably five i feel like well he might have been three but i want to be generous because i i also might have been like i didn't necessarily follow what he was doing after my high school period is four years. I think he started getting big around one year into it, somewhere around, so somewhere around 90, I'm going to say. And then like, um, somewhere around there, maybe even 89. So like maybe my high school years. And then after that, I, you know, like he did too legit during all that. And then after that, I'm not sure. Like he did the Adams family movie that came out in like, I think 93 or something. And oh, no, no, that one came out in 90, 90 or 91. Yeah. And the second one came out in, like, 93. So by that point, like, I don't even know if the end song was... Uh, no, it wasn't the... Yeah, the end song in the first movie had him. So he's like, they do what they want to do, say what they want to say, live how they want to live, play how they want to play, dance how they want to dance, kick and they slap a friend, the Adams family. Too legit, hey, too legit to quit. And that's a, there's a whole hand movement that comes in, and I had to do it a couple times because there's a slight delay on the camera that we're using, so it blurs my fingers, but it, if I'm doing it slowly, it goes, legit, legit to quit. I just did the slow version, and those of you who will see this in five years will recognize it. Anyway, so, so yes, yeah, so Jay and Silent Bob, getting back to our original thing, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, reboot. Uh, yes, is on Prime, um, no spoilers, 
Okay. I watched it last night, completely funny. Um, you watched it funny? No, 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 no. I watched it last night, completely funny. So it, it's it's more or less a parody of every single movie he's ever done. Oh. But with the with the base being Jane's on Bob Strikes Back, except this is the rebooted version. So it probably helps to be a fan of his movies, right? Correct. So, like, would it be safe to say? that the average person, if they not had much experience watching Kevin Smith's movies and didn't know much about him, would be completely lost. Um, Correct. And like it probably wouldn't be as funny to them. They probably wouldn't like it. Well, it's, a good, um, it's a good thing he has a lot of fans then. Yeah, yes, because if you're, a, if you're a Kevin Smith fan, you'll understand. This movie's like the, the, yeah. So, I mean, it's like I said, it's funny. It's, it's goofy, but a good goofy. Well, I do look forward to seeing it. I just feel like uh, I need to see a couple of... There's a couple of movies that are in the way because I like to watch things in order. Having um, having not done that... Uh, I guess, uh, before, I think I saw Mallrats before I saw Clerks back in the day. And uh, I don't know that it necessarily hurt my experience, but I saw all the ones after that in order. It took me a really long time to see, see Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And that got me kind of in back into it again. I, there was a period that this is all in like the early two thousands or something. Uh, uh, oh, and also, this is at the bottom of the screen. Now. Oh, okay. No, I don't think it. I don't think it. Well, there we go. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Well, mm, no, it wouldn't hurt your experience if you watched Small Rats first and then Clerks. No, 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 no. Um, no, yeah, it didn't really. I don't think it did. Um, I did notice because I mean, they're set in the same universe, and I started. That's when I started to notice there was like, uh, there was uh, a continuity, a, a continuity, or a there was some kind of something that was going on, and I was really noticed it when I saw Chasing Amy. In fact, yes. Chasing Amy, I it was the first one that I had anticipation for because I had heard of Kevin Smith and seen Clarkson Marlatz by that point, but I had not really known much about that. I'd seen other independent movies. Like, I think I'd even seen Slacker, the one that he, uh, uh, apparently inspired him by Richard Linklater. Um, you know, and a, a few other like independent movies. I was kind of getting into that. Um, but like I had a lot of stuff going on. So anyway, um, when chasing Amy finally happened, I was like, okay, I had read about it. I believe there was an article in interview magazine, which was Andy Warhol's magazine, or I think Andy Warhol started it or something like that. And I had like one issue, I think. I think there might have been an interview with Rose McGowan in it as well. I should probably find that. Anyway, uh, cool, cool magazine. You know, uh, a good article. You know, had a picture of uh, Kevin Smith and a picture of Joey Lauren Adams in a black and white photo, kind of like on a swing or something. I believe they were at the time of the interview a couple, uh, so that might have gotten mentioned or something. And. I thought the idea of it sounded really interesting. When I saw it, I was like, "Oh, so this is this is a there's a definitely a shared universe happening here. Like these movies, may, I don't know if they're happening in real life. Like there's kind of a heightened comedic aspect to most of Mallrats and even some Chasing Amy. But it it it's definitely it's definitely in its own thing. Like something's going on, and I kind of appreciated that. And then sometime after that, uh, sometime after that. <laughs> <laughs> which could be anywhere within the last 20 years or whatever. Um, I understood that they, there was something called the View Askew universe. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, so, yes, it's all taking place basically in the same, well, not, uh, not, uh, Tusk or, uh, Red State or, no. Oh, Those def- are all definitely not Red State, no. Mm-hmm. Not, 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 yeah, definitely not Red State. It's a standalone. But wait, does Tusks take place in the same universe as uh, Yoga Hosers? Yes. Okay. It's, it's Tusk and then Yoga Hosers. It's, and then there's supposed to be Moose Jaws. So now, and then as well, oh yeah, there's supposed to be Moose Jaws. So, okay. All right. So, so okay, if Tusk and, well, that's the thing. So if Tusk and Yoga Hosers exist in the same space, I'd want to see Tusk first. Yes, you you would have to see Tusk first, first, because then if you watch Yoga Hosers, it would make no sense to you. Oh, Zack and Mary, I believe, also not a Viewers Universe movie. Yes, no, it's not. I believe it's not. Although it does uh, parallel the experience of making quirk uh, quirks of uh, making clerks in some uh, specific ways. So that's yeah. kind of fun. Uh, yeah, well, they make porno films. Well, but I mean, like the idea of them making a an independent movie, basically, you know, trying to shoot a film kind of secretly is, you know, or get it done. And, you know, I don't know that shooting Clarks was a secret per se. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it was, they had to get away with some stuff to do it though. (laughs) They filmed it at night. Uh, Oh, they got permission from the store owner to do it. Okay. So yeah, it's not really like a, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like a, a secret deal where, you know, like they're just here they are filming. Yeah, like I was saying, I didn't think it was necessarily a secret, but I mean, because, yeah, you'd want to, yeah, because filming the porno. That would have to be secret. That was a secret, certainly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all then, you know, even though, if you, uh, well, you know, you've seen this movie, it's like 10, 11 years old now, Zach and Mary, I think it was 2009. Um, you know, there's, there's a scene where a person walks in during a shoot and doesn't notice that there's a porn shoot happening. Right, because he's too drunk. He's like, I need some coffees and drive home. Yeah, too drunk. Huck it, chuck it, football. Yeah. Huck it, chuck it, football. <laughs> yeah, can I just say, I have never been that drunk. I've never been that drunk either. <laughs> and I've been very drunk. I mean, yeah, I've, I've never been so drunk that I wouldn't notice uh, a porn being shot in front of me. Exactly. But, you know, that it's, it's funny. I've been drunk, but yeah, never been that drunk where, you know, I, I would I would definitely not have noticed something like that that's been going on in front of me because this guy's just standing there and he's like looking over and then he's like, hey, I was at the football game. Hug it, chug it, football. That is a pretty funny movie. Um, yeah, and I actually, now I think about it, that's when I started really listening to podcasts was around that time. Because I think I had discovered Smodcast by that point, and uh, they had already done Zach and Mary by the time I started listening, but I caught up because I did that thing where I go back and I listen to the first episode and just kind of make my way through them. So I think by the time I think by the time I was listening live again, they had already put out the Chasing Amy one, uh, uh, the special one, they had made a special one. I think that was number 97, which wasn't like just online for a regular listening. Cause you're supposed to watch it as you're, or listen to it as you're watching the film, uh, literally embedded into the film. But like, I think they had just done their first live one where they talk about coal miners daughter. And I, that's probably where, where I started listening as they were coming out. That sounds right. And in 2009, dear listener, uh, Hunter did not know what a podcast 
was. 2009 is also when I joined Twitter, according to Twitter. Yes. March. I would have joined Twitter in 2000. When did we start talking? 2010? 2012. 2012? Okay. Yeah. So in 2012 is when I joined uh, Twitter. Cool. Uh, I think I think your Twitter would tell you. I would say member since or you know since uh, or something like that, and I forget what it actually says. <laughs> so, um, it says something because it says it to me all the time. It just says it on my account that I I don't even like. Uh, says it on my anyway. It says it on the computer, the PC version of my. Uh, oh, actually, no, we're both wrong. Uh, I joined May of two thousand and eleven. There you go. Um, well, I suppose I can look. I don't think it would hurt the, uh, uh, uh. Oh, Kevin Smith actually liked one of my tweets. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice when he does that. He did that. I said, OMG reboot is the shit. Well done. Um, was that on Twitter? Yes. Yeah, of course you were just on Twitter. No, it was on Instagram. I just switched over there as quickly as I could. Uh, profile. I'm not even sure why this is necessary for me to find out. Joined. It says joined. Joined March 2009. That's what it is. Yeah. Because that's what I did. I joined it. Um, so I had a video come out recently. Uh, it was a video game called Reagan Gorbachev. Yes, I've been watching that. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't finished it yet, but, um, Definitely uh, uh, watching Ronald Reagan run around with uh, uh, President Gorbachev, and he has his samurai sword. is actually pretty funny. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny concept. I mean, it's just basically a stealth puzzle game, essentially. You know, it's it could be it could be anybody where one can do some things and another can do other things, and you have to control them independently. Well, you don't have to, but you kind of do. <laughs> Like, I don't, if you, I don't know how far you've gotten to the video, but I, I, let me just say that Gorbachev is a little trigger happy, and um, at least yes. in, the, in the video, in the, in the sorry, in the video game, he is. I didn't do anything to it, but like, uh, yeah. So like, it, it could have been any characters, and the fact that it's Reagan and Gorbachev, and it's set in this alternate timeline, makes it funnier. It is funnier. So um, Reagan with a samurai sword is hilarious. I mean, the, the fact that it reminds me of an '80s video game. It's pretty cool in and of itself. Oh yeah, yeah. The pixel kind of like yeah. But but watching him run around with a samurai sword is funny. Mm. Yeah, I just it's I don't know why I didn't try to develop a, a Reagan impression for like for doing the video because it seems like an obvious choice. But it's like you know I think I used to do I used to go, well just, and that was basically it. It was a one word impression. It's just well and that's that's not really enough to like to like uh like there are people who are much better at it. You know. It would have ended up sounding ridiculous. So maybe I should just go for it next time because who really cares? I mean, what's actually funny is that the video game is based on a Republican president teaming up with, I guess, whatever they call their... They call them presidents, right, over in Russia? He was the... Yeah, he was the... Um, he wasn't the president. He was the premier. He was the... I think he was the last Soviet premier. Yes. Before so, they went to... Uh, Elections and uh, a different kind of thing. It was because uh, there was perestroika and there was glasnost, and these things were like reformation type stuff and transparency, like trying to have a more open dialogue between the U.S. and what was then the Soviet Union. Yes. Or yeah, and then it became the USSR, or the USSR was the Soviet Union. So the Soviet Union then broke apart, and now there was just I don't know. Right. I don't know. Or, 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. There was Russians back in, back then, and what's what's funny is is that it's Republican and Russian, and you know, kind of like what we're dealing with now. <laughs> um, but still a good game though. Yeah, it was a, you know it's it is a pretty fun game. Uh, they have little quizzes in there, and actually, uh, I said something that was a joke, and I, I don't know that if anybody got it because it was or knows that I was joking because I tend to be really dry sometimes. And uh, it was something about uh, I said basically I said that Gorbachev was governor of California at one point, you know, and it was like like a haha like a joke because it was Reagan, but it's it's like everybody knows. That Reagan was governor of California at one point. Well, even people who don't know that Reagan was governor of California. Sorry, let me just take that again. <laughs> even people who don't know that Reagan was governor of California know that Gorbachev wasn't. <laughs> so, right. so it's like, uh, you know, I don't know. But um, and I only say that because I looked at the, uh, yeah, look, I reviewed it when after I you know edit it and, and get it rendered to make sure that it's not like messed up in spots, and then it's like so I have to watch it again, and I'm like. Okay, that part might require a little explanation, but maybe not. Well, and also too, most people would uh, most people who don't know is that Reagan was an actor too. Yeah, that's true. He was was. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen a Ronald Reagan movie. I don't think I have. I've... There's a couple that I know exist. I think it was on a television show. I think it was one, one called Death Valley Days or something. It's a cowboy type. Uh, there was a. One where he's like, in it coming, he's in the army, and he wears an army hat and the uniform, and it's like uh, it's I can't remember. It's not called in the army now, is it? I mean, that's a like a, a Polly Shore movie. Maybe they, maybe they're both called that. Um, but um, there was one called Bedtime for Bonzo. Bedtime for Bonzo. Yeah, which was Ronald Reagan and a chimpanzee, I believe, and then another person. And I think that movie might have actually been rated G. So That's I, actually... Hmm? I mean, it's not actually uncommon for an actor, I guess, to become a, a governor of California. That's twice. <laughs> yeah, I know, twice, right? The, the second coming, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm your governor now. Well, you know... I, yeah. Be back. The governator, people said. Yeah. All that happened, by the way, while I was gone. Like, I mean, um, Arnold being governor for however long he was, I wasn't here for that. You I, were in Washington. I moved to Washington, yeah. And it's like they elected Arnold Schwarzenegger, the governor of California. I was like, well, this should be interesting. And yeah, and like, apparently it was the wrong kind of interesting. <laughs> it's the wrong kind of interesting. Well, you know, it's like when they, they that that saying that they say the Japanese say, "May you live in interesting times." They're not blessing you when they say that. It's it's not like they're, they're not being like, "Hey, good on you." They say, "May no. you live in in- interesting times." Is like you know, who, you know should yep. be may you live live in relaxing and peaceful times is would be a blessing. But, yeah. but it's anyway. Well, it's it's you know it's it's. I mean. As, as far as like Arnold Schwarzenegger goes, I mean, you know, he's the one-line king of of the '80s, the very short, you know, I'll be back, the one-line king, yes, one king of the '80s, yes, yeah. and kind of corny jokes, but I mean, like he wasn't like a bad actor or nothing like that, but not so much a great governor. I'll tell you, there was a there was a contender for, like, uh. Well, okay. So between Arnold Schwarzenegger and say Freddy Krueger, because Freddy Krueger had a lot of one-liners as well. 
But then, like, it became that the one-liner was the, like, was the relief after the death of a character in a film of some kind of fight. Like, then they just started putting Van Damme movies, and I'm sure Steven Seagal has, you know, punchlines. And I think a lot of it probably came from um, the Die Hard movies. Yes. Yeah, Die Hard movies and Bruce, and Bruce Willis and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe... Maybe Rambo? It's been too long since I've seen, like, the second movie. Uh, you know, the Rambo, First Blood Part 2. Yeah. Probably not. These Those movies seem pretty somber by comparison. <laughs> they definitely are so somber. Certainly the ones I've seen. Like, I've seen First Blood, and I thought that was a pretty good movie. Uh, you know, serious movie. And then, like, I saw First Blood Part 2, and I really don't remember it. First Blood Part 3, or, or Rambo 3. You know my problem with, with the Rambo character? No. Or maybe it's just Sylvester Stallone in general. Okay, all right. So problem? watching Jane Song and Bob reboot, mm-hmm. okay, obviously Jane used to, in real time now, uh, it is January uh, 2020. January 2020, uh, yeah. January 23rd, 2020. Yes, well, the 24th for me. Um, so Jane Muse is, is 45, 46. Mm-hmm. Kevin Smith is 49 years old, okay? Now, the only thing that, that threw me off about Silent Bob this time was because, you know, you, you expect to see Silent Bob being like this big fat boy. Hmm. So, sorry, Kevin. Um, but, like, you know, he, he was, you know, he's not skinny. He's, you know, he was large. Um, that's, yeah. that's the, yeah. So, so Silent Bob became like this big, cuddly, lovable character. Hmm. And now, all of a sudden, like you see in 2020, vegan, healthy Bob. Uh-huh. Uh, Skinny Bob, and that's kind of what threw me off a little bit. But I mean, for them to play their characters now is not completely like out of the you know out of the question. But when you see like Sylvester Stallone, who's like seventy years old, trying to play Rambo, mm. uh, you know, like and not like let's say he became like a general or something like that, so he's like in the in the suit and stuff like that. No, he's wearing. Mm. What he was wearing, like, you know, in Rambo Part 2, the, the black tank top and the long hair and the, the bandana. Oh. Sometimes you go, well, what was that? Uh, you you want to be war, you got to live war, whatever the hell that, that saying was. I don't know. Um, I don't remember the movie. It's been a bit too long since I've seen right. it. It was, uh, so, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's a good impression. Thanks. Well, so, I, I don't do the Rocky impression because everybody thinks that... Everybody goes to Rocky when they do Sylvester Stallone. I've heard Sylvester Stallone speak not like Rocky, so I try to do the one where it's not that. Uh, you know, listen, uh, hey, you yo. know, Rocky is how I kind of, you know, got my start, and, uh, you know, Adrian, I did it. Yeah, I ain't saying there's nothing wrong with it. I ain't saying there's something wrong with it. I'm just saying, but see, now this is more Rocky, where he's like, you know, it does yeah. this kind of, um, uh, you got it. It's it's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep going or get back up. I can't remember. Yeah, that, but you know, the, the the problem is, I'm gonna keep doing these movies even though I'm you know 70 years old. I'm like you know, I got punchy in the head. That's how winning is done. Yeah. So I I don't you know. Uh, but you, but yeah. There, I, I so you don't wait. Are you do you not find him believable as a kick as a fighter kick ass guy in in the in the Rambo movies or? Yeah, I don't. I I see I see someone that shouldn't be doing it anymore. Have you seen? Uh, did you see the two thousand eight Rambo when he was sixty yeah. something? I was. Yes. I thought he was pretty scary in that. No. Oh. Uh-huh. That, that was pretty. Well, yeah. I wasn't even referring to that, but like. Hmm. 
because that's obviously fantasy, whatever. Same thing with Indiana Jones. That's why, you know, Harrison Ford can continue that character. No, 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 it's not. I mean, I'm just saying that the mood-wise, Rambo, no. Rambo, the 2008 Rambo is nothing like the Raiders of the Lost Ark movies. Like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm, oh, I'm talking okay. about as far as, like, being the age they are trying to still oh, do yeah. characters. Sorry, yeah. Well, just becomes a little ridiculous. Like, take, like, well, the movie Rocky. Mm. What, you know, that's the, that's the last Rocky movie that there is. And, you know, Rocky's like 70 years old. He's like, oh, I'm going to get back in the ring and start boxing again. No, I don't think so. I was going to Rocky Balboa. Yes. And he was 60. Okay, 60, whatever, but still. Well, it's important because when he did Rocky in the first one, he was, he was 30. And his character was, he was, it was a big deal that his character was 30 at the time because it's, that's an old age to be a boxer and to try and, you know, push ahead and go. At the time, it was certainly thought of that. I mean, this is before George Foreman, you know, uh, came back in his, what, his 40s or something? Don't get me wrong, dude. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's always been about, you know, him being too old to be a boxer or to be a fighter in those movies. He still looked phenomenal. Sure, Uh, yeah. He's uh, an underdog, yeah. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and watch boxing. I'm not gonna watch a six year old man get into the ring and be like, "Yo, come on, let's duke it up." So you didn't no. see Rocky Balboa? Yes, I did. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. He looked pretty capable. Oh, I'm not saying he wasn't capable. Okay. But, but yeah, no, it just to me is not believable. All right, all right. All right. Now, 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 when I watch Star Wars and I see like an, an old man Han Solo, that makes sense to me because oh. you know who better to play old man Han Solo than, you know, Harrison Ford. He, he's the first guy that played him. That'd be weird um, to have, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Mm. Just like, for example, uh, Billy D. Uh, Williams. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the new if one. You're, if you're going to see, like, an older version of Lando Calrissian, who's better to play that than him? Yeah, I'd like to see Lando Calrissian again. Yeah, yeah. But as far as, like, you know, Harrison Ford, like, hopping around the jungle on a Whip and shit. Excuse my French, but no, I, no. You know, it's like those days are over. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, just no, they're over. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's, you know, if I'm sitting there one day and you know I'm watching a 60 year old Kevin Smith and a you know 55 year old. Uh, Jay Muse and they're reprising they're reprising their characters and ten they're standing years from now. yeah ten years from now and they're and they're standing outside the the, the quick stop the RSTV uh, the RSTV whatever the RSTV or RVST whatever R RST video yes RST video thank you I think uh, and they're just standing there in, in another type uh, Kevin Smith movie uh-huh. that was perfectly okay because you know. They're, they're, they're drug dealers and they're not hopping around jungles or trying to get into the ring and beat people up. Well, they so might in the next Jane Silent Bob movie. Right. It's more convincible. It's more convincing. So now I know that the Jane Silent Bob Strike Back was meant to be kind of like a live, was basically from Kevin's words that I've heard and say we wanted to do a cartoon basically. So it's, it's kind of, it's got magical reality and it's funny and it's, you know, it's got some stuff that would never happen and there's like, you know, Physically impossible jokes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's got uh, like, so a, it, huh? a drop of cartoonish, uh, like kind of like cartoon magic in it. Yeah, um, cartoon reality. It, and, it's got almost every single cast member. So you're, you're describing Jay. the new one, the reboot, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what my question was. So is the reboot in that same kind of vein? 
Yes. Well, I'll probably like it. I mean, I, I do expect that I will like it. I just can't see it until... Um, but he makes references to every single movie he's ever done. Well, yeah, I mean, but he always does that. Yeah. So, you know, his, well, life, his life is a reference to other movies that he's done. Well, when well, well when he was in, like, let's say when he was doing the movie Tusk, he didn't make, obviously, any references to that. But I'm saying since this is like... Well, except for the fact that it was, it was, the main character was a podcaster. Yes, yes. I mean, not directly, certainly, but, like, definitely influenced by it. I mean, it's like his... It's what it's like anything when you've got a person who has made content that and they have a way of doing it. They're, even if they start doing it differently, they're going to... Apparently, if you if Richard Bachman is an example of you know they're going to draw from similar kind of like um, parts of their psyche and whatnot, you know, and it's it, that's fine, you know. It's it, if they're doing you know, like you can watch directors do something funny and watch them do something serious, and there's still aspects of the characters that poke through. And I'll tell you, one of the ones that really was different was Red Stake, because it didn't seem. It, well, no, it started off feeling like a Kevin Smith movie and then it went weird sideways because like the, it's got that yeah. that had the sexual heavy dialogue and the lot you know the, the comp you know these just the the long scenes of or not the long scenes but the the you know the the discussions the dialogue is very dialogue heavy you know that's which is you know one thing like like all of that was like okay well this kind of seems like you know what? What one would expect, essentially, at this point, at that point, you know, what was I think also two thousand eight. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Two thousand, huh? Two thousand eleven. Okay, eleven. Cool. So, uh, but then it like it goes somewhere else, and then it stays somewhere else, and like after that, you're never on. You don't know what footing you're on, and it's uh, it's it's uh, you know, it's a well made. It's a very well made movie in that regard, as well as in general. It's just it, it is. It becomes something very different. So. It's what I, you know, it's like, man, was Tusk the one he did? Did he do Tusk after Red State? I mean, obviously he did after, but he did, did he do anything between Tusk and Red State? Nope. Okay, so yeah, I need to really, so it's like a real, like, like Red State was really kind of a reset, it seemed like. Like, I'm doing something else now. And yep. I, but Tusk was still, you know, well, I guess the point is, is like, I don't want to refute your point about him putting the, the jokes in, and I don't want to be, you know, tried about I'm not trying to diminish uh, what he does with his movies. I appreciate it. Um, it's it's probably just more snarky for me to say, well, he does that in all of his movies because it's not it's not accurate. You know, it's not you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. If I make the point that well, Tusk is still kind of about him because there's a podcaster, and it's like, well, fine, okay, but not really. And I, I acknowledge, no, not really. I was just being funny, but it's also kind of true, and it's also not true. So it's you know, well, it's not the whole truth. No. Well, I mean, it's it's true to the fact that, you know, he's been, up until that point, he all he's been doing was podcasting. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, it also <clears throat> shines a light on the fact that people do do podcasting now. It's because podcasting is a major thing. Well, it certainly was. <laughs> still it's, it's still kind of is. It's definitely <clears throat> bigger than it was. I mean, we, we uh, yeah, it's podcasting is definitely more, more people know what they are. Well, I think that the reason, one of the, the the main reasons why you may feel that maybe podcasting is not as popular as, you know, um, is because, first of all, podcasting takes some amount of work, um, as Tyson can tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's not easy sometimes. And, I mean, but it's not like an unfun easy. It's just that it's not like instant gratification, meaning like, you know, you got to, you got to, 
sit down, you got to record, then you got to edit, then you got to promote it. And so it does require some work on your part. Mm-hmm. So it's not so. And then, of course, life happenings happen and, and people can't commit to this sort of thing. But um, if you're really uh, if this is really your passion, you can always fit it into uh, to your everyday life happenings. But that's why we always record a lot this way. In case life happenings happens, you know, we have still content and we don't lose the audience. Because I don't want to lose. Uh, it is 2020, ladies and gentlemen. We've been doing this for three years, and I don't refuse to lose my two crackhead listeners in the meth in the meth den. Oh yeah, those two people um, who we don't know yeah. exist. I'll tell you, it's funny huh. uh, because going into this, um, I realized that I was opening myself up um, to strangers. And, and strangers were opening themselves up by listening to what we had to say. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I realized that, you know, we're on Stitcher, we're on iTunes, we're on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff, uh-huh. YouTube. So the thing about it is I, I realized that we can either get good uh, uh, criticism, which I'm hoping we do get good positive feedback, or, you know, once in a while we're going to get that negative, you know, that one person that says, oh, you guys suck, whatever. So if they hear that I'm making fun of myself – then why would I care if you're making fun of me? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's that kind of mentality. So that's why I say, like, you know, I mean, we could have a whole crap ton of listeners. I don't know. But that's why I always joke and say our two listeners are the two crackheads in the crack den. <laughs> right, right. Um, who, who enjoy the things that we always talk about rather than, you know, like we have some definite go-tos. Um, you know, Kevin Smith. It's definitely something we've we've talked about more often than not. Uh, Stephen King, yes, came up tonight. Uh, also because of shared universe type stuff, though, like you know, because his Castle Rock stories and whatnot. He's got a he's got things that have a shared universe. Oh, I can't hear you. What happened? Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Okay. No, I I I love the fact that Stephen King has like a, a shared universe because basically a lot of his books are basically a shared universe. Mm-hmm. We the video games do we talk about them sometimes? You know, that's a big. Well, there's a lot of Kevin Smith. There's a lot of other podcasts. Other podcasts. Yeah, like Strange Times. Bring up Suckatash, Mark Hershon, and yourself. Oh, well, yeah, but I'm already here, though, so I mean, we don't really bring me up. <laughs> um, like, hmm. is, well, hmm? <laughs> here, like, I think I misunderstood what you're saying. And I'm Tyson, and I'm Suckatash. Um, but Tyson's already here, so Tyson can't be over there and here at the same time. But what you people don't realize is that I, Tyson, can split myself and put myself in Suckatash and put myself here in Antisocial Show. And because that's what Tyson does. So you listen to Tyson. Follow moi. Yes, that Tyson. <laughs> yeah, so that that's 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 uh I think that would be weird though if like you know you were able to just split yourself and like you know put yourself over an anti uh succotash and yourself over here and you know, kinda like gray matter from one of Stephen King's movies, but yeah, that's just me. Or both, sorry. I like the dark half or something? Oh uh, yeah, or the dark half. I was like, yes, to be split. Yeah, well, I would, of course, we wouldn't want to do like literally half of my body over here, over there, because whichever side has my left hand, side, whichever job has my left side is not going to get any work done, even less than that's, 
Rankside does. Now, now here's here's the the the, the ever popular question, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't know if you've heard Succotash before, but uh, Tyson is the host over at Succotash. Now, I do listen to Succotash, so I know how Tyson sounds on Succotash. So now, my question to Tyson would be: If you had a dark half, oh. right? Would your dark half be on Succotash, or would your dark half be on Anti-Social Show? If I had a dark half, wow. I feel like it would need its own podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I know that wasn't one of the options, but that's... that's um... you, you can call it... You can call it The Chronicles of Dark Tyson. <laughs> or... or, or the Chronicles of DT. The Chronicles of DT. The Chronicles yes. of Delirium Tremens or whatever. <laughs> I've got the DTs. Well, that's about all the time we have for Antisocial Show. I'm Tyson Sainer. And I'm Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Peace. Have a good time, folks. 